everyone. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Addicts Podcast. My name is Mung, and of course, you can find me on Twitter at FFA underscore Mung. That's M-E-N-G. Addicts, welcome back to another week. Can you believe, Mung, that we are halfway through the season in most league setups? Uh, just crazy. I don't know where the time goes. I know I say it every week. I sound like a broken record. It's okay. Yeah, and we had quite a flurry of activity uh, just before the trade deadline, although nothing major. Probably the biggest trade was still, you know, Christian McCaffrey being dealt uh, a week or so ago um, prior to the deadline. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it feels like this season just started, but really we're already pretty much more than halfway through. Uh, We've got Philadelphia at Houston tonight. We are recording our usual time on Thursday night. Uh, tied in the first quarter right now, seven to seven. Should be a nice night here for Miles Sanders uh, against the Houston run defense that ranks literally dead last in the league. Kenny Gainwell getting uh, some action in this game. Two targets already uh, heading into the second quarter, so a little uh, little more usage for him, but still not so- anything to get too excited about. AJ Brown just a tank. I feel so stupid for underestimating him at all when he came over to the Eagles. Yeah, and uh, of course, someone named Tegan Quitoriano already scored a touchdown. So always a fun Thursday night things going on. But uh, yeah, TQ goes by. Yeah, we'll see if he can carve out a role that that exists. So if Brandon Cooks remains unhappy, it sounds like he was a little disgruntled this week that he was not traded before the deadline. Uh, It was reported that. Uh, the Texans wanted a second and a fourth for him, but no teams wanted to do that because Cooks is guaranteed a, a whopping $18 million next year. So, you know, we'll see if Houston ends up releasing him or he just is forced to play on a bad team, kind of like Allen Robinson did in Chicago last year. Well, he signed with them. So uh, I, I think he's probably just going to have to keep playing. Yeah, I mean, he's not going to turn down the paycheck, uh, certainly getting paid a, a fair bit of money for the rest of the season. Um, one thing to keep an eye on tonight, we'll see about Damian Pierce, uh, see if he's still used quite a bit in the passing game. So far, it looks like uh, Rex Burkett has gotten a little bit of that passing down workload. And it seems to keep yo-yoing back and forth week over week, whether uh, Pierce becomes the workhorse or he just remains in that early down role. We'll continue to keep an eye on that. Either way, you're rolling them out there as a as a running back too with with uh, you know guaranteed ten plus touches, which isn't exciting against any team. But you know, here we go. Uh, I'm taking Philadelphia tonight despite the tie. Yeah, it, it's always weird on Thursday nights, especially where anything can happen. But I'll, I'll I'll go with the Eagles as well. And real quick update: you did catch up to me uh, on a lot of the games last week where we disagreed on, and we are all tied up heading into week nine so a lot on the line here uh and we'll get right to it and see if we can break this tie one way or the other this coming week uh, starting with the sunday noon central 1 p.m eastern games no london games this week we've got the la chargers at the atlanta falcons and uh it sounds like keenan allen might be out uh tweaked something coming back too soon before the bye probably should have just waited to get to 100 percent. and it sounds like josh palmer even though he uh, technically has cleared concussion protocols, still very much questionable for this week. So maybe a lot of DeAndre Carter, uh, a little Jalen Guyton perhaps, and uh, uh, perhaps a lot of the tight ends. Um, Gerald Everett uh, could see a lot of target volume, especially if uh, both of these wide receivers are out. 
Yeah, one way or another, I do expect uh, Justin Herbert to be fine in this game. I do expect the passing game to be A-OK. So if Palmer's there, he's been quietly good. I think people haven't been too excited about his production, but as a, as a waivers guy, he's been, he's been more than solid. He'd be, you know, very, very happy to be started as a wide receiver three. If if he's healthy, of course, heading into this game. Yeah. I mean, that, that's really the big question, right? (laughs) Because we have yet to see uh, if that'll actually happen. And uh, more importantly too, Donald Parham uh, is also dealing with the concussion. So just a lot of moving pieces for this Chargers offense. And really it's going to come down to, I think just Eckler, Everett and Herbert are the solid reliable plays. Yeah. On the Atlanta side of things, Kyle Pitts had a bigger week this past week, but can we really trust that two weeks ago he had, I think 40% of the target share or 35% of the target share managed uh, two points out of that. So, so the target share is up, um, but still the uh, production out of the pass game is not when, uh, when, um, when uh, they're throwing the ball fewer times than the Chicago bears are in the past couple weeks. Uh, Calvin, Calvin Ridley, big trade this weekend. I'm sure excites most of our dynasty listeners over to the Jacksonville Jaguars, something we've been waiting for free Calvin Ridley, even happier to see him out of what this offense looks right. Like right now. And he won't be playing in the shadow of Drake London and, uh, and Kyle Pitts. So I think overall it's a win for him. What do you think, Mung? Yeah, I think it certainly helps his value, but uh, you know me, I'm, I'm more of a risk adverse dynasty player and don't worry, we won't linger on dynasty too much. We do keep this to a redraft show as much as possible, but uh, you know, I, I would definitely sell for any first round rookie pick. Are, are you on board with that? Oh, well, I mean, in 2023, I would. Yeah. Um, but in general, just, you know, players who we haven't seen on the field in quite some time. I mean, it's not due to injury, but it just still makes it super risky to me. Totally. Um, and speaking of players we haven't seen in a while, Cordero Patterson might yeah. be uh, activated from injury reserve this weekend. We'll see. Uh, you know, as of right now, Tyler Algier and Caleb Huntley both in that touchdown dependent flex play range. And if Patterson's back, then it's probably you know him and Algier. And I, I would actually lean away from trusting Patterson his first game back. Yeah. And I would think that Algier is still going to get a lot of work in this one. Yeah. I think it's going to be a bit of a mess here. Um, not, not leaning into the running backs this game, uh, just sort of gut shot flex plays with minimal upside for me. Yeah. And you know, it wouldn't shock me with all the injuries that the chargers have. If the Falcons steal another one home, uh, you know, maintain that crazy lead that they have in the <laughs> NFC South, but you know, all things, being equal, I'm going to lean the Chargers here. Yeah, I'm going to take the Chargers on the road. Uh, only favored by three right now. All right, moving on to the Miami Dolphins at the Chicago Bears. Chase Edmonds was moved to Denver as part of the Bradley Chubb deal, and then they filled in some of that running back depth by trading for Jeff Wilson. So I do think that Wilson has some value as a handcuff given Raheem Mostert's injury history. And, you know, in deeper leagues or if you have the bench spot, if you don't have a lot of players on by this week, as some teams do. Uh, it's worth stashing Wilson at the very least. I dropped Wilson uh, uh, right off my roster just before that trade in one of our leagues. Was I'm kicking myself for it. Hopefully, I'll be able to get him back. Yeah, but I mean that's tough to tough to predict, right? That a trade would happen. Uh, but in general, you know, at the time it was worthwhile because McCaffrey uh, was traded right. to the Niners, so it still makes sense. But uh, now with Edmonds out of the way, a stiff win could hit, uh, hit Mostert, and, uh, and Jeff Wilson is all of a sudden a wide a running back too. 
that is very true. But uh, in the meantime, I do love this matchup against the Bears run defense, especially <laughs> yeah. Sands, Roquan Smith uh, now uh, for Raheem Mostert. So fire him up as a strong RB2 option, even though he disappointed against Detroit. Yeah, no quiz. So no pass rush, no run stuffing. Uh, Chicago is going to lose a few more games than they were slated to. Yeah, but uh, I don't know that it's going to matter a whole lot for fantasy because Justin Fields has quietly been a top 12 fantasy quarterback going back to week five now. Uh, He's been averaging 69 rushing yards per game over that span. Very nice. Uh, And somehow, you know, he's still not rostered that highly in Yahoo or uh, in ESPN leagues uh, out there in quite a few. And coming up, you know, he gets Miami this week, Detroit next week, and then Atlanta the week after that. So, a lot of good passing matchups for Fields incoming, and he should be rostered unless you have one of those top four, top five quarterbacks. This is the ascension of Justin Fields. This is the this is the uh, string of four weeks where he takes his rightful spot as the best quarterback of last year's draft class. Um, but then past that, we'll uh, see see what happens going forward. Hopefully, they can keep him clean enough that he makes it through this season healthy. Yeah, and you know, with the Chase Claypool trade, I actually like this for Darnell Mooney's fantasy production going forward because I was never on board with Mooney as a true number one wide receiver in the league. And I do think that with Chase Claypool there to draw some coverage, this could actually free up Mooney a little bit for those, you know, downfield shots that he's good at hauling in. Claypool's been in a crowded wide receiver room his entire career, um, and then he ended up in a less crowded one, but uh, with Pickett uh, and uh, Trubisky at the helm. So it'll be interesting to see what he can do with the second-year player fields here. I'm not expecting anything superb this week. I'm actually not super excited for the trade from a redraft standpoint for these next month, month and a half, but... Um, Maybe they can gel. Maybe they can gel going forward. So that's the thing. We we get off seasons where big time receivers, and by no means am I calling Claypool a big time receiver yet, even though he was traded for a second in this 2023 class uh, draft with a draft pick there. Um, we have we see big time wide receivers, and rarely, if ever, does it turn into a big major win on the move. So just be careful about getting your expectations too high. Yeah, I mean, if I had to roster one of the Bears wide receivers, they're both on waivers. It's still Mooney for me. Yes. Um, I do think Claypool will get his touchdowns here or there, but uh, Mm -hmm. in general, I still much prefer Mooney. uh, It kind of makes the backfield even more crowded, too, because maybe Mm -hmm. a a fewer targets for the running backs to go around. Some sweeps, some Um, some toss. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's already been very much split between Montgomery and Herbert. But that said, I do like both of them as flex plays against this Miami defense that just gave up three touchdowns, two rushing and one receiving to the Detroit running backs. So certainly the upside is there, especially with a little bit of rain and wind forecasted for this weekend in Chicago. Which one do you like more? I'm not typically hyper reactive, but I'm actually leaning Herbert now. I know I said Montgomery last week. Yeah, I mean, he just looks more explosive, right? Montgomery's still getting a little bit you know, more touches per week, but I, I think... Herbert's just doing more with them. Yep. All right. Hate to see it. Hate to see it. Yeah, I I will take Miami on the road here. I'm going to take the Dolphins also here. Yeah, Chicago is a team playing for next year. All right, moving on to the Carolina Panthers at the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Dante Foreman was a workhorse with Chuba Hubbard out, but it does sound like Hubbard is expected to return this week. Um, All that said, you're still starting Foreman over Hubbard, yeah. Yeah, I don't think Hubbard's going to have as big of a role just yet. I'm not convinced that he's 100% in game shape. 
Yeah, I mean, I think he's going to get his touches, but Foreman should still lead this backfield, especially yeah. with how good he looked uh, in the last game. So certainly uh, expect him to continue that and DJ Moore, and then that's, that's about it. it. Yep. Yep. Uh, moving on to the Bengals side, uh, big yikes for this team, losing yeah. Jamar Chase, and then uh, some big injuries on defense now too. Um, mm-hmm. with, uh, I, I can never say his name. Uh, I'm sorry, Chidube Uzie, something like that. Yeah, that's good. That was uh, perfect. I, that was a good effort. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. you know, so I, I do think that this could be, um, you know, a, a fairly decent game for DJ Moore here. Um, Higgins and Boyd should fare better too this week after a week to work on some new plays, because clearly what they had in the playbook uh, is not working without Jamar Chase drawing coverage in certain areas of the field. So, Expect some more receptions, I would think, to the running backs as well uh, for both Mixon and Smajay P. Ryan as a desperation flex play in deeper leagues. Yeah, maybe a little bit of Hayden Hurst. I don't recall Carolina be ex- being exceptional against uh, tight ends. Yep. I will take Cincinnati at home. Yeah, I'm going to take Cincinnati at home here. This one this one almost feels like a trap. They're, they're, they're getting more than a touchdown currently. I, I don't think it's going to be that that much of a uh, distanced game. We will see, but uh, yeah. you know, crazy things happen, and Carolina yeah. has uh, pulled off some fair upsets this this year already. So we'll yep. see what happens. Moving on to the Green Bay Packers at the Detroit Lions, uh, we'll certainly have to continue monitoring Alan Lazar's shoulder mm-hmm. injury. He's gotten some limited work in, but we'll see if he's able to suit up. And I do think that this is the perfect bounce back spot against this Lions defense for Rodgers, oh, Dobbs, sure. uh, Lazard if he's healthy, and you know Aaron Jones should eat as well. And I like Robert Tunyon. That pretty much start everybody against Detroit is the uh, the theme of this year, I think. Yeah, just not AJ Dillon. Yeah, sadly not AJ Dillon. Uh, on, the, on the Detroit Lions side, uh, DeAndre Swift scored a touchdown, but continues to split work with Jamal Williams, especially in the red zone, and Swift. Uh, has missed some practice time this week, so he's in question in general. And uh, this would be another Jamal Williams start, assuming that uh, Swift is out. If Swift is in, I think I would still prefer Jamal Williams right now. Um, Let's do a quick would-you-rather rest of season with Swift. Uh, So Swift or Joe Mixon? It's Mixon. Um, Dalvin Cook? Yeah, that's Cook for me. Damian Pierce? You know, I think I got to start putting respect on his name. He's he's been durable. He's been running hard. I think it's Pierce. What about Miles Sanders? Oh gosh, I love that offense, but I don't like the split in it. But you know what? There's a split in the Detroit offense, and they're worse. Okay. It would not be crazy to say Miles Sanders, but it's. I'm not saying I'm saying it. What about Ramondre Stevenson? That's that line. I think it's Ramondre right now, but that can change at the drop of a hat with the Patriots. You know, it's that's that grouping right there. I think I think we found the line, and I'm not exactly sure where. I, I you ask me again in a half hour, I might say a different answer. <laughs> All right, let's talk real quick about the T.J. Hawkinson trade. Up yeah. To- uh, Minnesota. So I think, you know, Amon Ross St. Brown, people were still playing him to begin with. I don't know sure. if anyone was benching him, no. but certainly should free up even more targets over the middle for him. Yep. Um, and then we'll talk about Hawkinson in Minnesota when we get to Minnesota. Fair enough. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I think it's about that game for Green Bay, but I think it'll still be fairly close. 
it'll be fun. Uh, you know, Green Bay lost to a bunch of teams they shouldn't have lost to, but they're going to beat Detroit. All right, let's move on then to the Indianapolis Colts at the mm-hmm. New England Patriots. Uh, the Naheem Hines trade uh, just muddles that backfield even more. Um, if I had to pick to start one of them right now, it's still Singletary, but mm-hmm. I sure don't love any of them. No, not right now, but it will take a little bit to get uh, any new players ramped up into this Buffalo offense. Um, you're not just going to go breaking the wheel for no reason. Yeah, and they just don't run that much anyway when right. you got Josh Allen near the goal line. So just not a whole lot of touchdown upside, even for Hines. Uh, certainly, you like this move for the Bills, getting some running back depth, but uh, from a fantasy perspective, I don't know that it moves the needle a whole lot on Hines here. Certainly. Um, all right. So on the Jets side here, uh, Elijah Moore, just 10 snaps on offense. Uh, certainly people were hoping that he would be traded, but uh, that did not end up happening. Um, James Robinson, probably going to get more involved this week um, just since he was traded to the Jets just a couple days before last week's game. I would expect closer to a 50-50 split this week uh, with Robinson potentially taking the lead role in another week or two. I don't think I'm playing Jets this week. Are you? Mm, yeah, I I think there's going to be check down targets for Carter and for uh, for Robinson. Um, sure. I think it's I guess Carter in a full PPR, that's fair. Him. Yeah, I think it's Carter. Um, assuming that they trail for a lot of this game. Corey Davis is still very much questionable here. Um, so maybe Garrett Wilson just gets a lot of volume. But Maybe. Yeah, you're, you're hoping for volume plays, right? Yes. A full PPR makes Jets much more playable than a standard or half league. So I guess you make a great point there. All right. Uh, I'm going to lean the Bills in this matchup. Yes, sir. Give me the Bills. <laughs> All right. Moving on to the Indianapolis Colts at the New England Patriots. Uh, Jonathan Taylor not practicing. That's not good. Um, you know, we talked about being a little bit nervous about that ankle injury uh, affecting him rest of season a few weeks ago. And uh, certainly, hopefully, he will get healthy, but he's very much questionable for this week. And if he's out, Deion Jackson should be a workhorse again. Yeah, he's sitting in your lineup against me right now, you shrewd little bandit. <laughs> yeah, I did snatch him up pretty quickly when I saw that news. Yeah. Um, on the Patriots side here, Jacoby Myers has quietly been very, very good in fantasy. Might be the most underrated wide receiver in fantasy right now. Los, real quick, without looking, can you guess where Myers ranks uh, among wide receivers right now in PPR points per game through eight weeks? I'd want to say something like 25. A, a little higher. 35. No, higher is in. Uh, oh, better. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, better. 20, I, I guess 20. higher and lower is tough when <laughs> <laughs> a little better. 20. Right. Uh, he's actually wide receiver 13 in PPR no points per game. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, there you go. He's averaging, you know, higher than 30% target share and just getting a ton of targets, no matter who the Patriots quarterback is. And he should be rostered in hundred percent of leagues and sure. certainly started in the majority of them. I would guess, uh, unless you have some really good wide receiver options. I agree with you there. Um, all that being said, it, it's just tough with Jonathan Taylor out and mm-hmm. Sam Ellinger. Um, you know, Belichick got destroyed, demolished by Fields, uh, but uh, in general, he's pretty good against young quarterback, especially yeah. at home. And I'm still going to take New England here. Yeah, give me the Patriots here. Uh, Ramondre should have a decent day. 
Yeah, uh, worth mentioning too that Damian Harris has missed uh, practice with an mm-hmm. illness, so he's very much questionable. Uh, I think I would still flex him uh, as long as he's active, but certainly you expect more work for Stevenson uh, with yeah. Harris coming off. Uh, what was it the ankle injury and now the illness? Yeah. He's top ten this week. All right, no uh, no disagreement so far. Uh, I wonder if anything will change in this game, uh, mm-hmm. the Minnesota Vikings at the Washington Commanders. So we've got Irv Smith out. Uh, with the high ankle sprain, sounds like he's going to get surgery, possibly miss the rest of the year, and they which is why they traded for TJ Hawkinson. Yep. Uh, but, you know, it's going to take Hawk a, a little while to get up to speed, so I think that could actually open up uh, a, a few more targets for KJ Osborne in this sure. one, with Irv Smith out and Hawkinson not ready for a whole lot of snaps yet. Uh, I think he's worth a look as a boom-bust wide receiver for, especially against this commander secondary that traded away uh, their cornerbacks um and they already were struggling to defend against the pass i'm more than fine with Thielen here and of course you know justin jefferson uh, not even worth talking about yeah yeah and uh, on the washington side you know brian robinson taking a lot of the work on early downs has actually kind of been a blessing in disguise for antonio gibson sure finally taking on a bigger role as a receiver seven targets against that upset uh win against the colts uh, behind only Terry McLaurin's eight targets. So I, I think you're firing up Gibson as a flex play in PPR formats. Gosh, I don't know if I am, but I could see you doing it. I, I, just, I just don't feel like the upside's there. If you want a decent six-point floor, maybe seven-point floor, and that's all you need, go for it. But I'm just worried about Gibson. Well, I mean, times are tough. Six teams on by this week, so uh, options are pretty scarce. Um, So depending on your options, I could see it. And I could actually see this being a pretty close game with Heineke playing well, at least better than uh, Carson Wentz, it seems. And, uh, you know, I I do think that the Vikings will have a nice game against (sighs) the Washington defense, though. We should make this more exciting, though. You go with your guy, Heineke, and I'll go with Captain Kirk. (laughs) <laughs> I'm still going to take the likes. Here. All right, I'll take the likes. All right, moving on to the Las Vegas Raiders at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Josh Jacobs should have a nice bounce back week here against those Jaguars run defense after the Raiders were shut out against New Orleans last mm-hmm. week. Um, and I think Devontae Adams should have an okay game as well. But yeah. barring, barring those two options, it's, it's pretty rough for the Raiders right now. I don't know that I would trust anyone else, and Waller's still very much questionable. Certainly can't do it. Uh, the Raiders have showed us that they can disappear. Uh, just a terrible, terrible week last week when we expected, uh, I think we both expected wins. Yeah. I don't know what Josh McDaniels is doing or if it's even on him. Um, I don't, I mean, it has to be on him, right? There's just no other, I don't well, when know. You that take the, when you take the role of coach, yes, it's on you. Yeah. Um, not a whole lot to say on the Jacksonville side either. I mean, Travis Etienne, 77% right. snap share after the trade away, James Robinson. He's a weekly top 10 running back going forward. And then I think Evan Kirk Ingram in the flex. has been getting, yeah. the wide receivers just haven't been doing a whole lot. I mean, I think Kirk sure. and Zay Jones are both okay, but they've been mm-hmm. pretty iffy. And I think it's actually Evan Ingram as the most reliable floor player. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I like Ingram as, at tight end. Yeah, I like him quite a bit. And you know what? Maybe this is where we'll differ here because I'm going to take the Jaguars at home. I'm taking the Raiders. Love it. Okay. Um, it wouldn't shock me. It's just two no, bad teams that are struggling right now. This so. is a coin flip. 
Yeah, I'm, so, you know, give me the home team. That's generally my tiebreaker. Yeah, I should have just went with the Jaguars, but uh, yeah. Enjoy your lead coming back, Hamon. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Uh, let's move on to the Sunday mid-afternoon games. Not a whole lot of them with six teams on by, just two. First being Seattle Seahawks at the Arizona Cardinals. And, you know, I'll take the L on DK Metcalf last week. I tweeted out that, you know, I would avoid him in his first game back from that knee injury, which it sounded severe with the patellar, um, but apparently he's fine. Just a freak of nature. And, uh, I, I mean, I guess he and Lockett should both be usable wide receiver threes here, even though, you know, the Seahawks really struggled in this matchup against the Cardinals a few weeks ago. So yeah, wouldn't expect don't be too games. hard on yourself. I don't think there's any analyst uh, from the from the big name shows or anywhere that uh, that didn't make a similar call on DK last week. Yeah, uh, you know, the Keenan Allen rule still stands for most players, especially yeah. Keenan Allen, but I guess just not. <laughs> right. Uh, on the Arizona side, uh, Rondell Moore saw a season-high 52% of his snaps from the slot last week, so he's worth a look at a, as a flex play if this kind of role continues. And then we'll see about James Conner. He's been limited in practice, but he has been for a couple weeks now and just hasn't suited up. So depending on what happens there, I think it's Connor over Benjamin if he plays, but if mm-hmm. not, Benjamin fire him up as a as a pretty solid RP two. Yeah, and should be some opportunities to score against the Seattle defense too. So so it should be a fair week for uh for the Arizona offense. Yeah, and I really don't know about this one because Seattle's defense has legit been good, much better than I expected preseason. Um these divisional ones are always tough and uh, I'm actually gonna go with the home team Cardinals. Here. <sighs> Darn it. All right. I thought I was feeling maybe you're going to Seattle. Uh, I, I actually think Seattle's fading a little bit right now. I thought Arizona's defense is stepping up a little bit. I think Arizona takes this one. Yeah. Although it would not shock me if Seattle, you know, upset them on the road. No, not a shock. Uh, next game up, uh, LA Rams at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, two very good teams from last year that have been struggling a lot to start the season. Um, not really sure what's going on with Cam Akers. He wasn't traded at the deadline, and it sounds like he's working out his issues with the coaching staff somehow. Uh, he was a full participant at practice on Thursday. Um, so I don't know. We'll see what the split is between Akers and Henderson. And uh, they're, I guess they're both back-end flex plays, but certainly don't love them. And, uh, you know, I, Allen Robinson last week, season-high seven targets, 22% target share. If you're feeling lucky, roll the dice on him at flex. And, you know, if it's an option, I would start Robinson over either of the running backs. Cup got out clean with that with that potential injury last week, right? There's nothing I missed. Yeah, I mean, I, it, it was an ankle sprain, but not a high right. ankle sprain or nothing okay. too severe. So, knock on wood, uh, he should be okay for this game. Okay. And uh, the only other thing is Gerald Everett, I think, should be, should be just fine here, too. Yeah, you mean Higby? Or Tyler Higby, yep. But yeah, I mean they're they're like the same player, right? Just kind of the underneath stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they'll get some target volume here and there. So I yep. understand why you could mix up the two. Yep. All right. On the other side, it sounds like Julio Jones could be back this week, but uh, it's really just Evans, Godwin, and Fournette. Yep. Yeah, I, I don't even know that I love Brady in this matchup against this Rams defense. No, I don't. Uh, high end QB two, I guess, just because of all the all the players out on bye this week. Sure. Maybe even low end QB one. I, I guess I'd start him over, like Geno Smith this week. Well, I guess let's uh, let's look at some quarterbacks. Um, uh, 
yeah, Geno Smith, Justin Finn, I'd have Fields above him. I'd have Smith. I'd probably go Smith over Brady in this matchup. Uh, I'd stick with Captain Kirk against Washington, Aaron Rodgers against Detroit. So Brady's in that sort of Lawrence range, and then just below them is like Goff. So yeah, certainly not. Uh, yeah, so, not it's, so it's a high end quarterback to do this week with six teams yeah. out. Yeah, so not not super enthused, and man, I I don't know about this one. The, we were so excited for this matchup like last mm-hmm. year and the year before, right? Two powerhouse yeah. teams going at it, and now it's like, which team is not awful this week? Yeah, and uh, uh, I I guess I'll go with the Bucks at home it, again. Just the tiebreaker being them at home. Yeah, I'm going with the Buccaneers here. See, the, the, the most disgusting part of this is that one of these two teams very well could still be in the NFC Championship game. Yeah, well, it's uh, the NFC is certainly not as competitive as the AFC right now, so not that's right not now. saying a whole lot. Right. But, uh, we'll move on to uh, a little bit of a better game, I think. Uh, Sunday night football on the Tennessee Titans at the Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. Uh, the Titans have been better at stopping the run than the pass. Uh, it just shapes up to be another big Mahomes game. But, you know, on the Titans side, we're not even sure if Brian Tannehill's playing with that high ankle sprain. Um, maybe Malik Willis is a desperation streamer in Superflex or QB2. Um, two quarterback leagues, I mean, uh, with the rushing upside, but he hasn't looked very good at all. And uh, we're not sure why Derrick Henry missed practice. Originally, it was a foot injury listed, but then it's a non-injury related. So who knows? Uh, you're starting him if uh, if he's active. And if not, Dontra Hilliard, I, I do think, is worth a look as a strong flex play, given how good he's looked in limited action. Yeah, I think this is a tale of two possibilities here. If Henry can't go or if he's looking limited, I think uh, Higby or um Hilliard is a, an amazingly good flex play because if Henry can't go, this team has nothing against the, against the chiefs and they're going to be throwing the ball to Higby or to I keep calling him Higby. We'll, we'll be throwing a ball to Hilliard. He's going to get plenty of looks. If Henry can't, uh, can't make it Now, If Henry is playing, if Tennessee gets up early and can run the ball, Kansas city has been loading up on ethods to stop the pass, but their Achilles heel is this Tennessee team very often. And uh, their, their strong running game with Derrick Henry. So Tennessee gets up early. This could be a huge Henry week. If KC gets up early, it's going to be a total mess for Tennessee, especially if Mil- if uh, Willis is there at quarterback. So I, I think either way, Hilliard's a good play. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, it really depends, too, because, I mean, Henry's been getting a lot of passing game usage as well. So, yeah, uh, but certainly that like that for How often does that really backs. occur? Yeah, it's it's really the two running backs um, for Tennessee, yep. right? We, we don't yep. trust Willis, and we don't really trust uh, Gimpy Ryan Tannehill, who hasn't practiced right as of Thursday with a high ankle sprain. Yep. On the Chiefs' side, you know, uh, you're glad to get Mahomes and Kelsey back from the bye. Um, I think their defense is a decent stream this week against this Tennessee team for the reasons we just mentioned. Mm-hmm. And then the Kadarius Tony trade. Um, yeah. Talk about him a little bit. Uh, should be stashed for sure, but Definitely. probably not started this week. Rest of season, let's say like for the fantasy playoffs. Right. If you had to bet on one Chiefs wide receiver that you want by that time, who would it be? Jeez. 
I guess the upside is probably highest with Tony, but it's really hard to say. Yeah, I mean, it's Tony for me for that reason, because I'm nervous about him at Dynasty Leagues because of his off-field concerns, because of the injury history. But in redraft, you know, we just haven't seen much explosiveness out of any of these current Chiefs wide receivers. Um, Outside of Hardman's last, you know, three-touchdown game, which was pretty fluky. Um, So I I think if anyone could carve out a legitimate, you know, big role, it might be Tony, who they legit went out to go get. My big hesitation is the complexity of the Andy Reid offenses. You do not see guys pick up offenses quickly in that scheme, the younger guys. And Tony, though we've talked about him a ton, he's he's only a second-year player. And he's, I mean, it's not my judgment, but he's been a bit of a knucklehead, you know, on and off with the with the clubs that he's been with. So I, I don't yeah. know if he's going to dedicate again, himself to that. But again, the upside is there. And, you know, totally. again, they just need to get him the ball in space and he'll do the rest. And Yeah. I was struggling between thinking between his upside and if he could, if he can hit that home run, then that's going to be major versus the sort of solidness that we should be able to expect out of Juju. But Juju's not going to get past a flex sort of range. No, nah, Juju's been pretty terrible. So, yeah, yeah I, I think for upside purposes, it's definitely Tony for me. Yeah. Yeah. I assume we're both going with the Chiefs on this one. Yes, sir. All right. Last game, uh, Monday Night Football, the Baltimore Ravens at the New Orleans Saints. Rashad Bateman uh, had surgery on his foot, so he is officially done for the year. And uh, Devin Duvernay, uh, as last I checked on Thursday afternoon, just rostered in 42% of ESPN League, 65% Yahoo. That number should go up over the next day or two. Um, Certainly worth a flex play. rest of season i would say with bateman out yep absolutely go get him and then uh, mark andrews a little concerning that he still Mm -hmm. has not practiced as of thursday so definitely monitor his practice participation closely friday and uh, you know reports throughout the weekend uh with monday being the the game time so you will you would have to know um early on of course it is helpful that isaiah likely is available in the vast majority of leagues so he could be, uh, you know, a hedge if you're choosing not to add another tight end this week. Um, but that said, you do run a little bit of risk because your opponent could add Isaiah Likely um, if they are winning their matchup come Sunday night, Monday morning. So definitely a risk reward prospect here uh, of whether you're trusting Mark Andrews. What, what What's your feel on him right now? Uh, concern and worry uh, because the, the team thought that uh, Bateman was going to be pretty close to coming back and now he's out for the year. Um, they're not the same player, obviously, and the injuries aren't the same, but they said Mark Andrews' injury is nothing to concern ourselves with and now he's not practicing Thursday. Uh, so I am concerned. Unfortunately, uh, in our league, Isaiah likely has been gone since the preseason. So uh, I'm in a bit of a pickle right now with uh, with Herb Smith as my tight end too. So uh, yeah, enjoy your victory this week, Monk. Um, I would I would add likely if you could. So you know, Juwan Johnson's an option since he plays mm-hmm. Monday night on the other side of this matchup. So that's a desperation sure. play there. Yeah. Um, if you had to pick right now, mm-hmm. uh, you know, guys like Logan Thomas, he's widely available. Um, didn't do much in that last game against the Colts, but possibly he could do something. I'd um, wait Tyler, on Mark Andrews if that's my choice. 
Well, what about Tyler Conklin, who might just get some garbage time against Buffalo? I certainly wouldn't expect two touchdowns again like last no, week. No, but Conklin's a top 10 tight end, which is as good as anything right now. I'd play Conklin this week. Okay, so he's a potential pivot um, yep. if you're nervous about Mark Andrews. Uh, Evan Ingram, surprisingly available still. In oh, quite a few big leagues. time play. Um, so I, I think I would just go right ahead and start him over Andrews. Ingram, I would, knowing. absolutely. Um, what about Dawson Knox, who's been on you know, that Bills offense, but he's been very much touchdown dependent, has scored in their last two games, though. Yeah, his upside's there. Because of that, I would I would probably go Knox if I had the opportunity to. Um, but don't be don't be too sad if you get a goose egg out of him. Yeah, and Cole Komet scored a touchdown last week, but I, no I sure wouldn't way, trust that. Jose, no. <laughs> All right, so on the same side, uh, they have a wide receiver who just went on a high art head surgery as well, Michael Thomas with toe yep. surgery. Um, honestly, I, I mean, if you have the IR spot, stash him, but if not, I think Thomas is plenty fine, droppable. Yeah, yep. Now's the time. Um, injuries on at the running back position too. Mark Ingram with an MCL sprain. Uh, mm-hmm. He's going to be out for a few weeks. Uh, the one bit of good news is that Jarvis Landry is practicing, so he has a chance at least to get back uh, in this in this game. But we will certainly find out about that. Baltimore's defense has been uh, better than people are appreciating. We're still remembering last year, uh, so so don't expect too big of a game out of many players on uh, the Saints that aren't named Chris Olave and Alvin Kamara. Yeah, it's really those two. Um, in deeper leagues, Dwayne Washington just as the last man standing at running back. Sure. Um, but yeah, certainly would not like to trust him in standard size leagues and we talked about, you know, uh, we've talked before about Kamara's target share with Dalton versus Winston, and it does sound like they like Dalton as their starter going forward. Um, so I will say I'm revising my previous position from selling high in Kamara to probably just holding him because it sounds like yeah, the Saints are, are fine with Dalton, and, and that's going to be good for Alvin Kamara's target share. Fewer, fewer, uh, a couple fewer picks, a couple fewer crab legs. What can you do? <laughs> Uh, this is another one where it wouldn't shock me if the Saints stole one with all the injuries if Bateman and Andrews are both out. But as of now, I'm just I'm just betting on Lamar Jackson. All right, give me the give me the Ravens. And right. with that, that means we will definitely have somebody take a, a lead after this week because we only have one game <laughs> separately uh, to break our deadlock tie right now. Yep. You want to run through the teams on bye this week, Lewis? Absolutely. Number of teams on the bye this week. Uh, the Cleveland Browns with quarterback Jacoby Brissett, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, who is still on the team, and I'm sure everybody's thrilled about that. Amari Cooper, Donovan Peoples-Jones, David Njoku, and or Harrison Bryant, depending on the health of Njoku in the coming weeks. Uh, Cleveland's been playing hot. Nick Chubb looks tremendous. Um, just, just stay healthy, guys. Dallas, we've got Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard, who, of course, everybody wants to hashtag free. It's not going to happen. I'm sorry. Tony Pollard was gassed after his big-time game work. They want Ezekiel Elliott to run this offense. Uh, C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, and Dalton Schultz. In Denver, we've got Russell Wilson, Melvin Gordon, Latavius Murray, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Greg Dulcich uh, resting right now. Uh, Gordon's getting more passing down work, but Murray was used near the goal line versus Jacksonville, and now Chase Edmonds is going to be there, so um, he, he he's probably going to be snatched up in your league for a good, you know, seventeen fab or something like that. 
Uh, on the New York Giants side, we've got Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, Wandale Robinson, Darius Slayton, and Tanner Hudson all taking a break this week. Two more teams. This is all in one breath, by the way. I'm doing great. Pitt, Pittsburgh Steelers, Kenny Pickett, Najee Harris, Jalen Warren, Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, and Pratt, Pat Fryermuth. Johnson and Pickens' arrows are all the way up with Chase Claypool gone. Steven Sims in deep leagues could see some slot work here. And then in uh, dynasty leagues, of course, don't forget that Pittsburgh did draft a second wide receiver in addition to George Pickens this year. San Fran, we've got Jimmy G, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, the gang, looking great. McCaffrey's amazing. Stash Eli Mitchell, who's very good early in the season. Um, if you have an IR spot, giving, given A, McCaffrey's injury history, and B, the way they mistreat their running backs in San Francisco. That was that was my big concern, seeing CMC go there with his uh, with his legs mixed with what just, what just happens to uh, running backs out there. But maybe he'll break the curse, stick around, and when everybody who drafted him their league for them. Yeah, uh, that'll do it for uh, this week. Best of luck to everybody in week nine. And uh, as always, if you guys have more specific questions as we get closer to Sunday, you can find us on Twitter. I am at FFA underscore Mung. That's M-E-N-G. And you can find me at FFA underscore Los. That's L-O-S. And you can find the, the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. Please remember to like and subscribe so you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes. And don't forget, win or lose, have fun out there. Yeah, it'll be uh, hopefully fun for me. Uh, we have a tough matchup in our dynasty yep. this week, Los. So uh, good luck to you. May the good better team you. win. And uh, as always, it's a fantasy world. And we're all just addicts in it. Thanks, addicts.